Welcome to the March edition of the Kilner Group podcast. My name is Michael Kilner. I'm the COO of the Kilner Group. And I'm here today with two really cool entrepreneurs who we have been in contact with and have loved their story. And we're trying to get their story out to a larger audience. So today with me, I have Carl McMillan and Joe McElhaney from Raccoon. Raccoon, um, spelled R-A-K-K-O-O-N, is a collaborative social media monitoring app for families, which a lot of big words in there, um, but we're going to dive right into it. So, gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. My first question for you guys is just, what what is this app? What is Raccoon, in your own words? So, Michael, you said it, it's collaborative social media monitoring for families, if you break that down, really what we're talking about is an app that goes on parents and kids' phones. Right now we're working with iOS products to then monitor what kids are seeing and sending on social media. Parents can see anything that uh, that our app flags the same way kids can see it. And it really allows them to have a conversation uh, about what kids uh, are doing out there in the social media world that they live in today, right? It's as inherent to their world as as telephone cords and, uh, you know, and Friday night football games were to us. These are digital natives that uh, really, really live in the social media world. And so our app is there to help bridge the gap between uh, my generation, our generation, and and what we know uh, as parents of of social media kids and and what they, who are oftentimes very much farther ahead of us, uh, are really doing. Great. Excellent. Yeah. I'm I'm just sort of luckily my my daughter is only eight months old so I haven't yet gotten to this point, but you guys have children um, of smartphone usage age so tell me a little bit more about what inspired you first to create this app um, and how did you guys get your start? So this is Carl so I'm one of the two founders of this and and this got it started by my co-founder Scott really wanting to do something with kids and phones. He he saw kids with phones constantly. He saw parents worrying about it and really struggling to get a handle on what to do. And so he he wanted to do something around that. And we thought about a million ideas. You know, people are worried about kids texting and driving. They're worried about how much time kids are Uh, spending in front of screens. And so what we really did is we sat down and we talked to families and we talked to a lot of families, both informally. And we went through a formal design process with a a user user interaction research team. So people whose job it is to look at how people use technology and understand what was going on with that. And so once we dug into things, what we found was the, the thing that was missing the most for people was how do they understand what's going on with social media? They have a handle on how do I filter the web to make sure they don't see anything objectionable or how do I put time limits on things? But the thing that was completely missing was the social media. So we, we tackled that. And we thought we had um, an opportunity there. And you know, for us, it's really about how can we make people's lives better um, and, and build a product and company around that. And just to add to that, I have a 15-year-old daughter, right? And so I was I, when I came to this, it was logical for me to join up because it fit a need that I had immediately. Uh, you know, and then, of course, um, my daughter's peers and their, their families are saying very much the same things that Carl was just talking about. So uh, it was just obvious. It was an obvious thing to, to tackle, which, you know, so many good ideas and, and new businesses come from those, those obvious issues that need solving. 
Great. Excellent. So um, tell me a little bit more about which platform specifically are you guys targeting for this collaborative monitoring? So right now it's uh, focused on iOS. So mainly that means phones, right? And one of the funny things we saw when we went into people's homes and talked to them is there's devices everywhere. There's iPads lying around, there's laptops, there's game consoles, there's everything. But when it comes to kids and social media, the thing that matters the most is that phone. That's where they're going to have the personal interactions over social media. And we found one of the funniest things that we found was when we talked we expected there to be a lot of device sharing, especially me with young kids, you know, like you have an iPad and kids watch a show on the iPad and the parents read some websites or whatever. But when kids hit the teenage years, no one wants to share. The kids obviously don't want to share, but the funny thing is the parents don't want to share. So everyone has their device and that's where those interactions that are good because they're intimate friendship interactions that you want your kids to have. Those happen on the phone. But where there's that kind of privacy and intimacy is where kids can also get in a little over their head, send something they didn't mean to send, see something they shouldn't have seen, all sorts of things can happen. So how, how long has this app been in development? We've been working on it, um, active development, probably about a year and a half now. And a lot of that time came from this research I was talking about, really finding the right approach um, in The rest of it came from one of the key things that came out was that parents, they don't have the time to monitor everything that's going on, and they also don't want to monitor everything that's going on. They they want to give their kids enough space and privacy so that they can, when they're doing what they should be doing, which is just having normal friendships, the parents don't need to interfere with that. They don't need to be too aware of what's going on, and they could let them be kids. Um, So a lot of what the time took for us is to how do we create this collaborative model that preserves that, but then how do we flag things that are objectionable? And that's really sort of our key thing, because we can teach computers how to look at images and videos and text and pull out the things that parents would care about. It makes it so the parents don't have to monitor everything. They can get it much more quickly. Um, But that took time. And I'll just tell you a little bit about the time it took. It's really been two things. So there's both the technology part of it. And if you think about when you type something into the Google search box or you do a Google image search, it's that kind of technology that you're that we're using to do the flagging. But the key thing is we had to gather enough content that was objectionable in some way to teach the computers about that. And it's been that process that's still going on that really took the long time. So we have to both gather it and then we have to identify it. So we have a whole set of things that we flag, things around um, what you would expect, sexual content, nudity, drugs and alcohol, but then things are a little harder to, to pull out, bullying, racism, um, self-harm, um, criminal behavior, academic cheating. So there's a whole range of things that we try to find and for every one of those, we have to have a big set of examples of real content so we can teach the computer to recognize those. Switching gears a little bit, um, you guys are, are developing an app that has, has a real mission behind it. But at the same time, you're running a business. You, have to, you guys have to, to bring in money in order to develop this app. So what have been some of the biggest challenges in the past few years as entrepreneurs developing software that, that nobody has really developed before? So I think, you know, 
for a lot of these kinds of companies, you're always faced with that decision. Like, how, mu how much do I take in terms of outside investment and how much do I bootstrap this myself, right? And for us, um, we've taken um, outside investment. Um, we've taken it from a really fantastic group of investors that shared our purpose and our mission. Um, but we took that money because we knew this was going to be a long development process and it was going to be hard. So I think the biggest challenge for us has been how do we... How do we raise money from people that share our purpose, that are going to be patient with us while we do this? And then how do we essentially hurry enough to get this to market um, so that we capture it? We feel like this is a right place, right time kind of moment with this kind of monitoring. And so we're working as hard as we possibly can to get this out. And at this point, the app's out, it works, and we're in the phase of um, growing the number of social media apps that it monitors and great grabbing users. That's really what we're focused on right now. Great. So um, in terms of getting more users, how would parents learn more about the app? How would they get in touch with you guys? And how would they sign up um, to start using it? So we try to keep this really simple. Uh, just go to our website, www.raccoon.com. And that's raccoon with two Ks, not two Cs. And right up front, uh, you'll see an opportunity to join our wait list. So as Carl said, the app's working and it's out. We're doing uh, a beta test. And what that means is uh, right now we're not charging for it, but we're putting it in front of people who are willing to work with us, give us feedback, identify things that maybe we need to train our, our computers to, to flag better uh, and expand what we're doing. Uh, and in that process, make this something that's, uh, that's ready to, to go commercial, that hopefully is valuable enough that people are willing to pay for it. Uh, so we're really looking for those people who are, you know, kind of on the cutting edge. People are willing to try something out and, uh, you know, and give us feedback and tell us when they're having problems or tell us when they're having great successes. But uh, we try to make that as easy as possible. You go to the website, you put your first, last name and email in, and you'll get an email from me, Joe McElhaney, actually. You'll see my uh, my face on the on the email as it comes through. And, uh, you know, we'll walk through some ways to, to qualify whether you fit for, for our beta. And if so, you'll, you'll get an invite, you sign up, uh, put it on your phone and your kids, and it's just lickety split that easy. And suddenly you're seeing um, the things that maybe you should be paying attention to as a parent. Great. And then, so what is your plan for gathering feedback from those, those early users? So right now we're, we're doing things, a lot of email uh, and uh, live interaction, whether that's in person or, or telephone. So we actually schedule uh, feedback sessions with each of our beta families. So we try to get parents and kids together and run through a, a number of questions that, that we already have, but also get that impromptu feedback, that ad hoc feedback, so that the questions we don't know to ask get, get answered along the way. Uh, and on top of that, of course, when people have issues, they can send um, email for support and those kinds of things. But we're really looking for feedback kind of all across the spectrum. So tell us when we're flagging something we shouldn't. Tell us when we should have flagged something uh, that we missed. Uh, tell us what you like about it, what you hate about it. Gee, I wish it would do this. All of those different kinds of things we need to know about. And so we really work um, very closely with our beta families to, to get that input so that we do make the, the best app for the families that we're trying to serve. Great. And so should parents who are listening be on the lookout for any events coming up where they can interact with you guys, learn more about it, um, participate sort of in that forum style of, of learning? Yeah, it's 
uh, it's rather timely you ask that because literally just today we were talking about doing some events here locally. Um, we're from this area. We've lived here for a good long time. Uh, our kids uh, were born here, grew up here, and so we're actually looking at uh, at getting involved uh, with some schools, maybe with some some churches and other organizations to really do some educational things. Um, not so much to pitch raccoon, but to take a lot of the insights that we garnered from multiple years, hundreds and hundreds of families that we've talked to over that time, uh, and share that with parents of, you know, of those kids who are walking around with iPhones and, and every social media app known to man. Um, I've learned a ton, a ton, not just about my daughter and her social media interaction and even her, her peer group, but, um, but also just about the technology. Um, I'd never done, uh, a snap. I'd never sent a Snapchat before I joined Raccoon, uh, and I tried it out. Um, and I can say the same thing about Instagram and some others. And and so we've learned a lot, and we now have a a, a, a vocabulary, if you will, that our kids use. Like it's it's just inherent in the way they interact. Uh, but we're also parents, so we sort of understand parent speak as well, and feel like we can translate between the two, and really give parents and families more broadly, um, a way to, to start and maintain some conversations that, uh, that hopefully, uh, help them grow kids who are ready to be good citizens out there in the social media world. Great. Carl, did you have anything to add? I actually just wanted to add that Joe has the most inappropriate Instagram account on the planet. And he's actually borne the brunt of a lot of gathering some of this inappropriate content for us. And, uh, you know, and we joke about it, but it is, it's actually hard to look at at times. And, you know, it is disturbing to look through this. And, and I just want to put in a plug in for, for Joe, who has done this so that parents don't have to in a lot of times, you know. So, and we can joke about... Um, you know, naked pictures are, are funny and appropriate jokes, but there are feeds of people out there with eating disorders that uh, hurt themselves. And, and Joe has gone out there and found all that. And, and the benefit to the families is that now we know how to recognize that we can alert you. That's great. Guys, I can't tell you how, how cool and exciting this type of, this type of app is, um, because it does really feel like social media and modern devices have moved away from from protecting the family. So this is really interesting. Do you guys, just one final question, do you guys have any plans for an Android rollout? Because we talked about iOS so far. Absolutely. So Android will come uh, hopefully later this year. Um, the idea is to get this right on iOS first because that's where the majority of kids are these days. And then we're going to do Android after that. And then from there you know, Kindle, Fire, or um, PCs, everything else, you know, eventually we'll get there. But right now we're iOS first, then Android. Great. Well, thank you both, Carl and Joe, um, for joining me today. This has been really eye-opening and really exciting and interesting. Um, Stay tuned, everyone who's listening. Um, The Kilner Group is going to do our best to help um, these guys at Raccoon to broadcast some of their local events and hopefully we'll be able to help sponsor those and and get a good turnout for these guys and make their uh, make their their launch for this app a huge success um, because I think the mission is is very clear and um, it's it's so essential for families um, in our modern age. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having us.